Hey, everybody. Casey Hendrickson here. Before we head into the Christmas holiday season, I just wanted to thank all of you for your support in 2022. It's been a rough year for me personally, but uh, I know that a lot of you don't know the details of all of that, and, and maybe one day you will. I don't know. But thank you so much for listening to this show and for supporting me throughout 2022. And I hope to have your continued support in 2023. Got some great new stuff coming in 2023, and I am hoping that you'll be a part of that. So this hour of the program, in my last show of 2022, we talk about how I don't believe some of the intelligence operations that were illegal and unconstitutional, that were uncovered by the church committee in 1975, I don't believe those programs stopped. I think that they have continued, and they continue to this day. And I provide you some evidence of that. Josh Hawley, Senator from Missouri, He's made some very good points lately, and I want you to listen to some of the sound bites and everything else that he has to say in my assessment of that. But I really, truly believe that the illegal activities uncovered by the church and Pike committees and the Rockefeller Commission in 1975 about illegal activities by our intelligence committee, uh, community, excuse me, against the American people, I don't believe that those operations ever stopped. And I think that we're living in an unfortunate time where those operations have much more power and much more influence now than they did in the 1970s. And it scares me. I know it's kind of a dark note to go out of 2022 with, but I also think it's a very important note for all of you. And who knows, maybe if you like these segments, you can share them with some people that you have in your family that you've been sitting around and talking to over the holiday season, and maybe this will help change some people's minds. Until 2023, ladies and gentlemen, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's, it, uh, to me, which of course I didn't watch, I was on an airplane. I haven't watched a minute, I'm proud to say. That uh, was a state propaganda to cover for the fact and distract attention from the fact what we learned and have been learning is that the FBI deliberately interfered in not one but two separate presidential elections. And, um, you know, the idea that the FBI, who laundered the Steele dossier back in 2016 through the courts, lied to a FISA court in order to extend their wiretaps that they never should have gotten in the first place, then in 2020 deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden story. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for a full year before the story broke. They knew all about it. They had all the emails, knew it was true, and yet put out there that it was Russian disinformation. I mean, and we see now with Twitter. I mean, went after Twitter until Twitter agreed to censor it and take it down, and Twitter was the most aggressive in doing so. That's unbelievable stuff. There have got to be repercussions for that, or, or we're not going to have it. Why has no one gone to jail regarding all this? I don't know, but somebody should go to jail for it. And uh, we're going to have to have clearly a, a conversation about the future of the FBI and what it's doing in our, in our democracy, uh, because that kind of power, the kind of power that they have is immense. And if they're going to use it in this way, um, then... I have to say, I think our constitutional order is not secure, and I'm very concerned. I think Mr. McCarthy is talking about something like a church-style committee. Uh, that would be a good, a good start. A church-style commission would be unnecessary. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Senator Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri, and spitting straight fire, if you ask me. Um, obviously, this is you know about some of the stuff that's been uncovered with the FBI and what happened with Twitter and everything else, um, along with stuff with the January 6th committee and all of that, but especially with, with Twitter. And we'll get into the FBI's response to this here in just a little bit, because frankly, the FBI response, I think, speaks for itself. But Josh Hawley is 
you know, he's he's asked very specific questions about this. And, and it, I love the way that he phrases. He goes, look, you know, the FBI deliberately interfered in not one, but two separate presidential elections. And there have to be re- repercussions for that. Those are facts. That's not opinion. Those are facts. They did interfere in two separate presidential elections. And, and as he said, you know, if we don't we don't do something to address this, our constitutional integrity is not sound. I'm paraphrasing. And he's right. You know, we talk about what happened with uh, the 2016 election and with the FBI talking about preventing Trump from being elected and then having a backup plan. FBI officials and, and top leadership there having a backup plan if Trump got elected to get him out. And then next thing you know, the FBI is creating this fake Russia scandal. And it's just one fake scandal after one fake scandal after one fake scandal, which some of you naively still believe in spite of the fact that they've been completely debunked. And I remember telling the audience, look how close they came to taking over our elections. The FBI, they were trying to put their own person in office and prevent the people's choice from being in office. They tried to do that. They darn near did. And many maybe many people believe that in 2020, the FBI finally succeeded. Now, of course, the real question is, did the FBI, did they succeed in the past? I don't know. You heard Josh Hawley talk about the Church Committee. Now, the Church Committee is formerly known as the United States Senate Select Committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities. So this is a committee in 1975, and a lot of people are talking about, we need something like this now. But that is a Senate Select Committee in 1975. For those of you who still are bizarrely ignorant enough to go, they would never do that to us, in spite of all of the actual evidence here. Here's the thing. This is not up for debate. This is the FBI getting caught red-handed repeatedly doing these things. Remember when I was on News Nation not that long ago? And I was debating these two liberal professors and they were basically defending the integrity of the FBI no matter what. And I'm like, you know, the FBI, they got caught illegally spying on American citizens. And, and they were admonished by the FISA court for doing it. And one of those liberal professors said that I was a dangerous extremist and that these types of things shouldn't be said on that network. Okay. Now, nothing that I said was untrue. Everything that I said in that interview, in that panel, was 100% accurate. I actually made a video where everything that I said, I spliced in the actual news article headline, the screenshot of it, on what actually happened. Just so my audience, when you watch the video of it, you can get it on my Rumble. It's on there, rumble.com slash Casey the Host. You can actually see... Everything that I claimed in that in that panel, in that interview, was true. I even added a couple of other things about the illegal activities of the FBI, which these women were pretending didn't happen, was just a conspiracy theory and shouldn't be on the network. For the record, I have not been invited back to News Nation. Not since that day. And that's frankly sad to me. Not because I want to be on TV, but because News Nation is a new startup news that's trying to do things I I believe 
um, and some of the people who work over there trying to do things the right way for the most part. And those leftist professors may very well have succeeded in blacklisting me from that network because I told the truth and they lied. So the Senate Select Committee, 1975, the Church Committee, let's just refer to it as because it's not long-winded. They, what they did is they investigated alleged abuses by the CIA, the NSA, and the FBI. They also investigated abuses by the IRS. Now, the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and the IRS, all in the past decade, have been caught doing illegal crap against you. Every single one of them. And this was investigated in 1975 that they were doing things. Now, this was chaired by Idaho Senator Frank Church. He's a Democrat. The committee was part of a series of investigations into intelligence abuses in 1975. Now, they call 1975 the year of intelligence. Now, they did have the Pike Committee in the House. So the church committee is in the Senate. The Pike Committee is in the House. They then had the Presidential Rockefeller Commission. So the committee was basically there to investigate these alleged abuses. Now, we did learn some revelations from it. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, they the most shocking of which is probably Operation MKUltra. Now, this involved drugging and torturing U.S. citizens as part of a human experiment on mind control. Um, also, a part of it was uh, Cointelpro, which involved the surveillance and infiltration of American political and civil rights organizations. Oh, that sounds familiar. Family Jewels, a CIA program to covertly assassinate foreign leaders. Operation Mockingbird. You've heard me talk about Mockingbird a lot on the show. It was a systematic propaganda campaign at domestic and foreign journalists operating as CIA assets and dozens of U.S. news organizations that were providing cover for CIA activity. Now, I feel like at this moment in time, before we continue down this road, I feel like I need to remind you that when the FBI was admonished by the FISA court, the secret, notoriously quiet FISA court, and the FISA court publicly released the documents admonishing the FBI's illegal behavior. The FBI promised that they would never do it again, that that leadership was gone, and they promised they would never continue these programs. And they have been caught in the past year three times continuing those programs. So they got caught, they promised to never do it again, and they did it again. They continue those programs. Now, I submit to you... Cointel Pro and Operation Mockingbird never stopped. They got caught, they apologized, but they never stopped the operations. More on this coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Merry Christmas and Merry Gingerbread House to all of you out there. Hopefully you're staying safe and warm and comfortable in the weather. I hope that you're not dealing with any adverse effects from the weather, and I hope that you don't have to go out 
in this weather if you can avoid it. So do yourself a favor, stay safe, stay warm, and be with your loved ones. Okay, so we're talking about the church committee. And the reason we're talking about the church committee is uh, Josh Hawley gave a a great interview to just to the media about the FBI. And this is with some of the revelations that we've we've learned from the FBI um, with the Twitter situation, as well as what's been happening with um, January 6th and everything else. Um, Josh Hawley had pointed out the FBI deliberately interfered in not one, but two separate presidential elections. There have to be repercussions to that. He was asked why nobody has gone to jail yet. And he said somebody should go to jail. And they talked about the possibility that, you know, we have to, he said, we need to evaluate the FBI going forward. And a lot of people are now firmly in the camp of abolish it. Now, again, my concern is that what happens to everybody at the FBI when you abolish the FBI? They just, they, they're not going to get fired and sent away. They're going to go to other organizations in the government. And I'm not sure that anything gets solved there. I understand why people want to abolish the FBI. I think it makes perfect sense at this point in time, given their behavior. But I don't think that you can abolish the FBI without nuking everybody in a managerial or leadership position. And and that includes, unfortunately, the good ones that are there because you just can't tell anymore. But at the same time, you know, I... I don't think that's going to happen, so they're just going to go to another organization and they're just going to corrupt that other organization, aren't they? So is it really going to accomplish anything? I don't know that it will. But I understand the logic behind it. I understand the, the desire to say, all right, enough is enough. The FBI has done this so many times throughout our history, and we probably need to get rid of it because they keep doing the things that they promise they'll never do again. We're talking about the church committee because there's talk of establishing a new church committee. And for the record, we should. No doubt about that. And the church committee in 1975 investigated abuses by the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and the IRS. That's how we learned about MKUltra, Pro, which is against surveillance and infiltration of American political and civil rights organizations. Family Jewels was uh, a covert CIA operation to assassinate foreign leaders and Operation Mockingbird, which is a systemic propaganda campaign with domestic and foreign journalists operating as CIA assets and dozens of U.S. news organizations that provided cover for the CIA's activity. Remember Operation Mockingbird and Cointelpro because I am convinced I am convinced that neither of those operations have stopped. They were discovered in 1975, and considering we have found them to do the exact same thing, I don't think those operations stopped. We also learned about Project Shamrock. Now, Project Shamrock was a telecommunications program where basically you got the the telephone companies to share their traffic with the NSA. Now, that sound familiar? Because they're doing that now. So Cointelpro, Mockingbird, and Shamrock, they're all still happening. They were uncovered in 1975, and they're still happening. Think about all of the things that you know about just as of late over the past you know, decade, maybe two, that we have caught the government doing. And tell me 
tell me that COINTELPRO infiltrating American political and civil rights organizations is not happening. Tell me that Operation Mockingbird using U.S. and foreign journalists as CIA assets and dozens of U.S. news organizations to provide cover for the CIA, replace the CIA with the FBI. Tell me that Mockingbird is not happening now. And tell me that major telecommunications companies are not sharing information and data with the NSA and other federal agencies like Operation or Project Shamrock. Tell me that that is not still happening now. So what did the church committee actually accomplish? I mean, it exposed them. They had to go a little bit deeper, right? But at at the same time, what do we... What have we actually accomplished? The, the same things are happening. Maybe it's a different organization. But now, with the way that things have happened after 9-11, all of these organizations share data with one another. We've talked about this before. The CIA doesn't need to spy on American citizens. The FBI does it for them, and then the FBI shares the database with the CIA and the NSA and every other intelligence agency. We've been over this before. They took down those walls of separation which they blamed for the the uh, success of 9-11. So they took those walls down with Department of Homeland Security and the Patriot Act, right? And as we have found out, what we have now is the agencies that are allowed to do what they do, they do it, and then they share that information in a database that is accessible by the other agencies who can't do those operations. So the CIA technically... Can't spy on American citizens, but the FBI can. So the FBI spies on American citizens and puts it in a database, and then the CIA accesses the database, and the CIA goes, we didn't spy on any Americans, that was the FBI. They just shared us the information. See how this works? I mean, it's um, it's genius, honestly. As messed up as it is, it's genius. So you've got all of this stuff. You got round, what, eight, seven or eight of the Twitter files. And the news media is ignoring them. And these are some of the biggest bombshells probably in in modern history in government abuse. Folks, again, this is not about Twitter. I know that I've already explained that to you. This is not about Twitter. Twitter. Why is Twitter so important here? Twitter is the seventh largest social network in the U.S. It's the third largest for businesses. It's the 15th largest in the world. So why is everybody so focused on Twitter? It's not even the top dog because of who's on Twitter. The people on Twitter are news media. The people on Twitter are politicians. World leaders are on Twitter. That's why. That's why Twitter is so important. It's not how big it is, it's who's on it. On Monday and Tuesday, brave journalists tasked by Twitter owner Elon Musk exposed the corruption and bias against conservatives and the sinister collusion between the social media platform and the government that took place under the previous ownership. This rare act of journalism by non-conservative reporters has been dubbed the Twitter files and once again has been ignored by the leftist news networks. This is Newsbusters. Instead of reporting on the 7th and 8th batches of Twitter files that were dropped on Monday and Tuesday, respectively, 
ABC's World News Tonight and CBS Evening News decided to carry on about Trump's tax returns potentially being released by the Democrat-run House Ways and Means Committee. And that was a giant nothing burger. While on Monday night, CBS Evening News and NBC Nightly News obsessed over the prospect of Elon Musk stepping down due to the results of his dumb Twitter poll. Which I think was a scheme to figure out how many bots were on the network. But I, I digress. On Monday night, Fox News Channel Special Report had the story that the networks refused to report during their Monday evening and Tuesday morning newscasts. Correspondent David Spunt summarized the seventh Twitter files batch written by Michael Schellenberger. The following is from the Schellenberger release just a few hours ago. He titled the release The FBI and Hunter Biden's Laptop and how the FBI and intelligence community discredited factual information. Then he goes on. So we'll continue this here in just a second. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hey, um, I'm going to podcast this, just so you know. You can get the podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. Please leave a rating and review on my podcast, wherever you download it from, whether it's Apple or Google or Anchor, Spotify, wherever it is. Just please leave a rating and review. I would love that. I haven't asked for that in probably a year. But it means a lot to the algorithms if you do that on the podcast itself. So if you would, I would really appreciate it. Uh, in 2023, there's going to be a, a, an additional video component to this show that hasn't consistently happened. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, you know, all of you who subscribe on various platforms and, and even those of you on, on Locals who do the paid stuff. I mean, you're going to get a lot of extra things in 2023. So I'm looking forward to doing all that new stuff. But if you could, since I will be podcasting all of this, if you could leave a rating and review on the podcast host that you downloaded this from, that would mean a lot. I would appreciate it. Consider it a Christmas present to me. So we're talking about uh, Twitter drops seven and eight. And the reason that we're talking about it is the news media didn't cover it. Now, the news media is refusing to cover the Twitter files, which are exposing government corruption. It's not about Twitter and posting on social networks. It's about the government censoring speech and intentionally lying to the American people about true stories being false foreign intelligence operations. And I would like to remind you, Operation Mockingbird was exposed by the Church Committee in 1975 and Operation Mockingbird had journalists operating as CIA assets and using U.S. news organizations to provide cover for the CIA. Looks like Operation Mockingbird is alive and well. The Twitter files are exposing it. So Schellenberger's tweets about the Delaware computer shop owner who contacted the FBI in late 2019 about Hunter Biden's laptop the FBI took the laptop, took possession of it in December of 2019. Schellenberger then reports, August of 2020, the shop owner had not heard back from the FBI nearly a year later. So he gave a copy of the laptop to Rudy Giuliani, who then in turn gave that informant information excuse me, to the New York Post. Schellenberger reports that the FBI asked Twitter to provide information without search warrants. Okay, Now you can ask. You shouldn't give the information up, but you can ask. 
On October 13th of 2020, the FBI special agent in the San Francisco office sent 10 documents to Twitter's head of site uh, integrity. That's Yoel Roth. Now, again, we've talked about Yoel Roth a lot through all of this. Now, they use something called teleporter. Now, teleporter is a one-way channel from the FBI to Twitter. Only the FBI could send Twitter those messages. Twitter couldn't respond. That's October 2020. As of 2020, there were so many former FBI employees working at Twitter that they had created their own private Slack channel. Slack, again, it's like a text messaging service is private for just certain groups, okay? And they had a crib sheet to onboard new FBI arrivals. One of those former bureau employees was former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker. We've talked about Jim Baker before, okay? Now, according to Schellenberger, Baker personally questioned the New York Post reporter uh, reporting, arguing that it's possible some of the formatting looks fabricated. So former top lawyer for the FBI, Jim Baker, he works at Twitter, and he's like, oh, yeah, all of this uh, reporting in the New York Post looks like uh, could be fabricated. And after Joe Biden won the election in November of 2020, Baker and other Twitter employees sent FBI emails thanking them for their work. He also points to this tweet highlighting that the FBI was paying, and I, I, I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of money, millions of dollars, to Twitter for doing this. So the FBI was paying Twitter millions of dollars while sending them a one-way message through this teleporter thing that they had set up. And Twitter was doing the, the bidding of the FBI. Now, again, the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop, okay? They had it in December of 2019. In August of 2020, nearly a year later, because the, uh, the shop owner... Hadn't heard back from the FBI. He gave the hard drive. He gave it to Rudy Giuliani. Okay, just a couple months later, the New York Post published the story. The FBI has known since December of 2019 that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. That it wasn't fake. Yet they intentionally, intentionally spread the lie throughout their News media and social media networks, just like the CIA used to do during Operation Mockingbird, to spread the lie to all of you that this laptop was Russian disinformation when the FBI knew for a fact it was Hunter Biden's laptop and it was authentic. And they knew what was on the laptop and they kept it secret. And they never would have told anybody if the shop owner hadn't have made a copy of the hard drive and gave it to Rudy Giuliani. Now, on the next day, on Tuesday's special report, correspondent Griff Jenkins told Fox viewers that the scoop on the eighth Twitter files batch, which was even more explosive and revealed how Twitter quietly aided the Pentagon in a covert online PSYOP operation. <laughs> Now, I haven't talked about this a lot this week, but this is what happened. Despite a pledge in congressional testimony promising to shut down all state-backed covert operations, investigative journalist Lee Fang reported how Twitter quietly 
gave approval and special protection to the U.S. military's online psychological influence ops. Despite knowledge, the Pentagon propaganda accounts used covert identities. Continuing his report, Jenkins added that Twitter officials felt deceived, but added this part saying, still many emails from throughout 2020 show that high-level Twitter executives were well aware of the DOD's vast network of fake accounts and covert propaganda and did not suspend those accounts. Maybe this explains why some of the accounts on Twitter and other social networks, which seemed obviously, obviously, to be pushing some kind of a narrative that would harm certain political groups and aid certain political groups and that sort of thing, and we could never figure out why it was these accounts that had demonstrably given you false information were not being removed by Twitter. How many times, and other social media, how many times did you report some of these things for misinformation or whatever, and they're like, oh, this doesn't violate our terms. Those were probably government accounts. This latest example of bias by omission from the three networks was made possible by Progressive on ABC, Fisher Investments on CBS, and WeatherTech on NBC. They didn't cover it at all. Again, your network news, which again is still the predominant news that Americans consume, not cable news. Network news has not covered the Twitter files virtually at all. Now, considering in 1975 in the Church and Pike Committees, you had Operation Mockingbird get exposed, which is, again, journalists in the U.S. operating as CIA assets and U.S. news organizations providing cover for the CIA. Tell me that that didn't just happen. And tell me that Project Shamrock, which is major telecommunications companies, sharing their traffic and data with the NSA, which was uncovered in 1975 by the Church Committee. Tell me that that is not happening now. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Hopefully we're red-pilling some of your liberal or left-wing relatives right now are in town for the holidays, and I know that many of you are like, dude, you got to listen to this guy. You know, this stuff is, this is important stuff. In 1975, again, I, I know I'm being redundant here, folks, but there's a reason for it. The Church Committee. This investigated intelligence abuses by the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and the IRS. In Operation Mockingbird, U.S. and foreign journalists operating as government intelligence assets and U.S. news organizations, dozens of them, providing cover for CIA activity. Cointelpro, surveillance and infiltration of American political and civil rights organizations. Project Shamrock, telecommunications companies sharing their data and traffic with the NSA. Mm-hmm. In that important stuff, I played you a soundbite the other day from a U.S. senator who was on the church committee explaining all of this. I think that was, um, was that Phil Hart that I played that? It might have been Gary Hart. I, I, I have to go back and whatever the audio was that I played for you. 
talking about the surveillance network that the government had built against American citizens. So now you've got the FBI working with social media to lie to the American public about stories saying that they're foreign intelligence operations and that the, the information is fake when in fact they're real. The FBI working behind the scenes to, to actually affect the outcome of not one, but two presidential elections. You got news media doing their level best to work with the FBI and cover up the FBI's malfeasance. So you got Twitter disclosing that they they directly assisted a psychological operation with fake accounts on their own social network, and they used them against you. And you wonder why social media has become so toxic and why tribalism has surged and why people will not believe basic facts. They've literally... You've heard me say this for years. We're in the middle of a PSYOP, and we are. We're in the middle of a PSYOP. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI has issued a statement on the Twitter files. I want you to listen to this segment very closely, please. Alert now we are getting our first response from the FBI to the Twitter file dumps. The statement reads, the correspondence between the FBI and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional longstanding and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements which involved numerous companies over multiple sectors and industries. As evidenced in the correspondence, the FBI provides critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow them to protect themselves and their customers. The men and women of the FBI work every day to protect the American public. It is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit the agency that Justin excuse me conspiracy theories the FBI didn't deny what they got caught doing they just admitted it folks they admitted it the correspondence between the FBI and Twitter is nothing more than examples of long-standing traditional and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements. I'm sorry. So traditional long-standing and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements include the FBI telling Twitter that a story that they have known is true for over 10 months is not true. That is a part of the traditional long-standing and ongoing federal government and private sector engagement. Isn't that the FBI basically admitting what I just told you earlier today in this show? That even though we had the church committee and the Pike committee and other committees in 1975 exposing the intelligence community's abuse of power used against you, the American people, unconstitutionally and illegally. Isn't that the FBI admitting that Operation Mockingbird never stopped? Isn't that the FBI admitting that Cointelpro never stopped? Isn't that the FBI admitting that Project Shamrock never stopped, even though it was supposed to in 1975? Now, I have to ask, 
how much of what went on during COVID was just a continuation of Operation MK Ultra? I have to ask that question. I know it's a sinister thing to present to many people, especially before the holidays, but I have to ask, before the end of the year, is everything that we saw during COVID just a continuation of Operation MKUltra? And then as people started to resist, Operation Mockingbird kicked in. And then as people continued to resist, they used Project Shamrock to figure out who those people were and destroy their lives. And then they used Cointelpro to infiltrate their groups and further slander and damage them. And I realized that a lot of what I just said right now went over a lot of people's heads because they're just tuning in and they missed the earlier parts of the segment. And maybe you haven't memorized what MKUltra is and Cointelpro is and Mockingbird is and Shamrock is. And I understand that. Go back and listen to this show, and you will understand what I mean. The FBI didn't, it's weird, because the FBI is really good at wordplay and language play. It's one of the reasons that the FBI is so good at these traps that they do. The FBI did not, in that statement, the FBI did not deny or dispute any of the facts that were released in these latest Twitter dumps but they still called it conspiracy theory. Now, that is some grade A gaslighting Orwellian newspeak right there. Don't deny anything that they say, but call them a conspiracy theorist nonetheless. And people will ignore the fact that you're basically confirming it They confirmed that all of the stuff that was released in Twitter, they didn't say this is nonsense. They confirmed, they said all of the things that Twitter released was just more examples of traditional, longstanding, and ongoing federal government and private sector engagement. The FBI admitted the stuff in the Twitter release was true. But they still called it a conspiracy theory. And they're hoping, and frankly, they're correct, A large chunk of this country is only going to believe the last part of their statement, which says it's unfortunate that conspiracy theories like this are out there in order to damage the credibility of the Bureau and the American public. Wow. But they admitted that everything in the Twitter dump was true and was commonplace and just traditional communications. No, it wasn't. If it was traditional communications, you wouldn't have hidden it. I'm sorry, is it a traditional engagement to have these fake accounts out there running psyops? Actual government psychological operations on the American people? That is standard and traditional engagement with the public? That's what the FBI just admitted to. So think about that when you're sitting around and talking with your relatives and things like that over the holidays. These are dangerous times that we live in, and I hope that they don't get worse. I hope that they get better. And I hope that you have a great and wonderful holiday season and new year. And I'm telling you some new things are coming in 2023, and I'm excited to share those with you. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2023.